have your Bibles tonight, turn, if you would, to Psalm 100. We're going to look at this psalm and look at a few other quick passages. I'm not going to be long tonight because I do want to have some time, but I want to talk about this word, thank, thanksgiving. If you'll notice Psalm 100, notice, if you would, verse 1. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. We've heard that verse. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. That's what we did tonight. We came before his presence singing. Now, now folks, tonight, uh, just look at what the Lord wants from us. I want you to see tonight what it means to the Lord, what his desire is, that we thank him. Notice, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. <clears throat> know ye that is the, the, the Lord, he is God. Realize the creator of the heavens is God tonight. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We certainly know that. Not one person in this room made themselves. We are his people the sheep of his pasture. There's possession. He loves to take care of his own. Enter into his gates, the front doors, with thanksgiving. And to his courts, into the house of the Lord, with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. The Lord, for the Lord, is good. I want to pause there. <clears throat> I was reading today, uh, reading some different materials. The words think and thank in the Greek text come from the same root. And I thought about that. I said, that's not true. Uh, the word thank comes from chorus in the Greek text. Chorus is a word for grace or benefit. And this word think is legeomai. It's to, uh, it's to, uh, th to say words, to consider words in your mind. And so I said, that's not true. And I, I, it took me 30 minutes and I went through uh, every one of the words thanks I could find in the New Testament. And I found this word after all this time. You know who used it? Jesus did. Jesus said when his disciples came up to him, they were so excited. In the book of Luke, they, they were so excited. They said, look, Lord, you sent us out, 70 of us, and you gave us power, and, and we were able to raise the dead, and we, were able, we had power over the demons. Uh, we could say, um, get out, and they did. And if you remember, the seven sons of Sceva tried that, and the, uh, the demon overpowered them, one of them. And it went all over the place. Don't mess with the demons. And so these 70 went out and they said, the demons were uh, under our power and, and you gave us this power and we're, we're so grateful. And then Jesus says, uh, don't be thankful for that, but be thankful that your, anybody know what the next phrase is? Names are written in the book of life. Their names are written in heaven. So uh, Jesus said, I want you to think about what's really important. 
Yes, it is important. But it lifted them up because they had power over the Satans. And he said, think about what's really important. What I've done for you. What I've provided for you. The blessings I've given to you. That your name is written in heaven. That you're going to heaven. Think about that and be thankful. And the word literally is to to, um, say the same thing that God says out of your spirit to him. It's thank you, Lord, for what you know you've done for me. So I got to reading, and it says the words think and thank come from the same root. So you have to think about the things before you're going to be thankful for them. So we get busy in this world, and we're doing all kinds of things, and we don't take time to think about what God's done for us. We don't think about the blessings nor do we take the next step and admit to God, ex homo legeo, homo same, legeo, to think about the same things that God has done for us out of ourselves. Thank you. Notice Helen Keller once said, I've often thought about what a blessing it would be if each human being, adult, were stricken blind and deaf for a few days. It would make everyone more appreciative of sight and of the joys of sound. Senator Richard Nuremberger once said the experience of contracting cancer changed him. A change came over me, which I, which I believe was irrevocable. Questions of prestige, political success, financial status became all at once unimportant. In their stead has come a new thanksgiving or appreciation of things I once took for granted. Eating lunch with a friend. Scratching Muffet's ears, his kitten, and listening for his purr. Little things. The company of my wife. Reading a book. Raiding the refrigerator for a glass of orange juice or a slice of coffee cake. For the first time in my life, I think I'm actually savoring life and the blessings of God. I shudder when I remember all the occasions that I spoil for myself when I was in the best of health. And I took it all for granted. My wonderful life. So the Lord said, when you come in to my courts, be thankful. Think about what you've been given. Think about the benefits of God to you. 
You have to sit down and you have to think about it before you can be thankful for it. And it only takes when something is taken away and all of a sudden we begin to say, oh my. I may not be able to go out to lunch for the next many months. I may never be able to go out to lunch again. I may have to leave my wife if this cancer takes me. And all of a sudden, things come into focus. This is America. Numbers chapter 11, if you have your Bible. Numbers chapter 11. I want you to see the children of Israel. Look at verse 1. And when the people complained, now, you must understand what they were complaining about. They were a free people. Notice in verse number 6, our soul is now dried away. There is nothing at all besides this manna from heaven before our eyes. God has given us food every morning without us going out and digging and planting the seed. God has been so good to us, but we're sick of it. We want something more. And folks, we have to be very careful that we don't overlook what we already have been given and don't say, Lord, thank you, instead of, Lord, I want and I'll be happy. Lord, could you? And then I'll be happy. Think about what he's already given to you and be thankful. How many of you walked into this room tonight? There are people that cannot do that. How many of us can follow my train of thought of thinking first and then being thankful? That is a gift of God of a mind that works. What Jesus intended when he looked at his disciples and say, don't be thankful for the power I've given you. Be thankful for eternal life that I've given you. Put them in order. They had them out of order. Notice in verse number 14, when we complain, we become a burden to other people. I am not able, this is Numbers eleven fourteen, to bear all this people alone because it is too heavy for me. This is the man of God, Moses, saying, I can't handle these people. They complain too much. And in your home, if your children complain too much, Mama, why this and why that? I want this and I want that. Children learn to be thankful. Sit down and realize what you already have and say, thank you. Put things in order. What happens if you lost your dad tonight in a car accident? Then what would you be thankful for? Think about if your mom were killed tonight in a car wreck. 
then what would you be thankful for? In what order? What if one of your children tonight were killed in a car accident on the way home? Then think about in order. I'm still saved, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the greatest gift of all. Tonight, don't let the gift of eternal life become second place in your life. Jesus looked at his seven disciples, 70 disciples that had just done miracles all over the countryside and all over Israel, and he said, think first what's most important. Rejoice and be thankful that your names are written in heaven. So let's back up tonight and think about what things we should be most thankful for. And then let's back up and think about what things we've already been given, not what we want. And so the children of Israel here, uh, they're, they're looking at it and they're saying, oh, I remember when we had leeks and garlics. Look in verse number five. We remember the fish that we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlics. Who in this room would love to have that diet every day of your life? Fish, garlic, leeks. These people had a thanksgiving problem. It was a bad heart. Notice what happens. I want you to notice this. In verse number 18, say thou unto the people, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. Clean up your hearts. Clean yourselves up tomorrow because ye shall eat flesh now, he's looking at maybe 600,000 people in Moses. He looks at Moses and said, they're going to eat flesh. I'm tired of hearing them complain. I'm going to give them more flesh than they can possibly stand. Notice in verse number 18, who shall give us flesh to eat? For it is well with us in Egypt. Therefore, the Lord will give you flesh and you shall eat it. Moses turns to the people and said, you're going to have flesh to eat. And notice what happens. Verse 19, you'll not eat it one day, nor two days, or five, neither 10 days or 20, but even a whole month until it comes out your nostrils. You know what the Lord is saying? I'm going to give you what you ask for, and you're going to hate it. Notice what he does. Anytime we're critical, it always affects other people. When God said, I'm going to give them flesh to eat for a month. Moses, look at what Moses said in verse 22, uh, verse 21. And Moses said, the people among whom I am are 600,000 footmen plus children and, and wives. And thou hast said, I will give them flesh that they may eat a whole month. Shall the flocks and the herds be slain for them to suffice them? Folks, tonight, if you're facing a big issue and you're grateful for what you have, and you're going to learn to pray. Uh, you're going to learn to pray and say, I'm going to be grateful for what you give me as I pray. Take your Bible and turn to Philippians chapter 4, and notice, if you would, Philippians 4 and verse 6. Philippians 4, and notice verse 6. I want you to see this very famous verse that we all know. 
But as you look at it, verse 6, be careful for nothing. You're carrying a weight tonight. You're burdened about something tonight. Be careful for nothing. Don't worry about things. What do you do with it? In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. He said, be thankful before you get your prayer request answered. He said, be thankful for what you already have and be thankful for the way I'm going to answer your request. And in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So we're to be thankful for what we have and what we're going to have by God's blessing. Now, flip back over, if you would, to Numbers. And notice verse 23, And the Lord said unto Moses, when he asked, Shall all the flocks and the herds be slaughtered? The Lord said unto Moses, Is the Lord's hand waxed short? Folks, as you pray tonight, as you lay your burden on the altar tonight, just remember one thing. The Lord can do anything. Is the Lord's hand shortened? Look, if you would, he said, Is the Lord's hand waxed short? Thou shalt see whether my word shall come to pass or not. The Lord says, you will see my mighty power. So he brings a wind, and the quail get caught up in the wind. And notice, if you would, in verse 31, and there went forth a wind from the Lord and brought quails from the sea and let them fall by the camp as it were a day's journey on this side and as it were a day's journey on the other side. And notice, if you would, in verse 32, and the people fell down and said, thank you. No. Verse 32, and the people stood up all that day, all that night, all the next day, and they gathered the quails. He that gathered least gathered 10 omers. Now, let me show you what that is. How many of you know what a 55-gallon drum is? Like this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. These are mine. Every one of them had more than ten 55-gallon drums worth of meat. And nobody said thank you. Not one record of one person falling down as they cleaned the first bird and said, oh Lord, thank you. Be careful of your heart. Dave Pittman, be careful of your heart. Look into my, my word and be careful of your heart. Your flesh is naturally ungrateful. 10 55-gallon drums of flesh, and no thank you. Folks, if you're not thankful to be able to sit down and get up by your own accord, you won't be thankful if the Lord gave you a million dollars. Oh, yes, I would, Pastor. Oh, yes, I would. These people... Notice what happens. Verse 33, while the flesh was yet between their teeth, even before they chewed it, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against them. 
And notice verse 34. And he called the name of that place Kibrath Hadavah. You know what that means? The grave of the lustful. God didn't intend for that to be graves of the lustful. He intended it to be a blessing. And nobody said thank you. Tonight, very simply, I just want you to protect your heart from being like these Israelites. Because there are graves of the lustful. And they had 10 barrels of flesh that they never said thank you for. We exhibit a degree of thanksgiving in life in reverse proportion to the amount of blessings we receive, Martin Luther wrote in his book, Table Talk. The greater God's gifts and works, the less they are regarded. A hungry man is more thankful, a hungry and poor man is more thankful for his little portion of morsel of meat than a rich man for his heavily laden table. And there's going to be on Thanksgiving today, many of you have a heavily laden table. Are we truly grateful? Do we truly understand the blessings that God has given to us? A lonely woman in a nursing home will appreciate a visit from a friend more than a popular woman will a party thrown in her honor. A Russian Christian who finally gets his own copy of the Scriptures after 75 years of state-imposed atheism is more thankful for his little book than most Christians are for their entire Christian library. Ralph Waldo Emerson observed that if the constellations were to disappear and only reappear once every thousand years, imagine what an exciting event it would be if it occurred in your lifetime to see the stars, to see the heavens light up. But because they're every night, we barely give them a look. One of the evidences of the Holy Spirit's working in our lives is a gradual reversal of that twisted pattern. God wants us, his people, who exhibit a thankfulness in heart to say thank you in our spirit. Tonight, God wants us to enter into his courts with praise. Praise is this. Take your Bible and turn to Hebrews 13, and we'll close. Hebrews 13 and verse number 15. By him, therefore, 
let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. What is praise to God? He defines it. What is praise to the Lord? What does it mean to the Lord? How do you praise the Lord? How do I praise the Lord? That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. Tonight, every one of us can praise Him by giving thanks with our lips. But it must come from a heart that genuinely understands that God gave it to us. If you look at it like the Israelites, ah, uh, we've only got manna. That's all God's given to us. We, we want meat. The Lord, I am certain, had plans for more if they would have been grateful for the little. Tonight, don't let your heart look at what you don't have. Let your heart look at what good things God has given to you. And then offer Him praise. Thank you, Lord, for. And fill in the blank. Tonight, I'm going to have a very simple invitation. I want to ask you, just take the time at the altar tonight. I'll ask the penis to just come and just play quietly while we praise the Lord. Now, every young person could praise the Lord. You don't have to come up here. You can praise the Lord in your seat. But every one of us in this room have a litany of things we can say thank you and praise His name for. There's nobody in this room that God hasn't been supremely good to us. Don't look at what we don't have. Think about what God has given you. Think about God's goodness and say thank you. Praise Him tonight. And let me explain this to you. Did you notice the word I left out? I didn't leave it out. I just didn't emphasize it. The sacrifice of praise. You know why it's a sacrifice? Because we have to stop all of our other thoughts and think about what He has done. And that's hard for us to do. We have to stop thinking about the meal. We have to stop thinking about work. We have to stop thinking about uh, the pain that I have. We have to stop thinking about what we don't have. And it's a sacrifice to look and say, oh my, thank you. It is a sacrifice. And very few people are sacrificial in America. We see we only have manna. We want meat. And God says, if you'll think about it a little bit, you'll realize how happy you can be. Praise His name. Heads bowed and eyes closed tonight. I'm just going to ask the pianist to come. And as she begins to play, I urge some of you to just come to this altar and say, Lord, I've got a lot to be thankful for. I just want to take a few minutes. I want to go to the sacrifice of praise. I, 
I want to tell you thank you. I want to think about it tonight. Lord Jesus, help us to be a people that are grateful from our hearts to the great God of heaven. In your name we pray.